Welcome to Johnny and Brodsky with your hosts, Johnny Kim and Brandon Brodsky. This is Johnny Kim, your lifestyle and business consultant. And this is Brandon Brodsky, founder and CTO of Brodsky LLC. And today's topic is attraction. Yeah, we're going to go into uh, different, different elements of attraction, different characteristics for both relationships as well as business. And we'll talk about reasons why certain things are attractive and maybe go deeper into more theory-based why certain things we find attractive attractive to the female sex and all of that sure i mean it could be for males too i mean there's definitely even things that are attractive for for both people i mean in business you have to be attractive to both females and males and there's different ways to maybe reframe something that's stereotypically uh unattractive but make it attractive so a good example of this would be me being very nerdy Typically, nerdy is like unattractive. You imagine that dorky kid that's a, a loner. But there's ways to make that nerdy, those nerdy tendencies, a very positive attribute and really make it something that people want to be around. And in evolutionary term, in terms of just mating in relationships, dating-wise, right? You've heard the term like there's survival values. It boils down to survival values and reproduction values, right? Mm-hmm. So for men and women, they, they have that different survival value and reproduction value and how much emphasis they place in each category. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want to go into maybe the characteristics? Sure. What, what, do, you, what do you find to be an attractive characteristic? So we talked about confidence. Confidence is always an attractive characteristic universally, right? Not everyone, but... Most of the time, when somebody has confidence, they're probably a lot more dependable. They're probably a lot more... That's just like the 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 way we look at somebody, right? Who, who carries themselves in a confident manner. We kind of tend to trust them and find them more attractive. Yeah, I agree. I think confidence is something that's definitely made me more attractive over, over the years um, in both dating and, and also... Uh, uh, business scene. So why do you think confidence is such a big uh, attraction point for most people? I think where it roots would be like kind of the caveman days where you have that stereotypical alpha male, right? And that that alpha of the group is confident. They're in charge. They know they're going to be leading. They, They are a leader. And everything about that resembles confidence, resembles they're in charge. They can take care of things. They can get it done. And that kind of boils also down to that survival value, right? Sure. If you're more confident, then you're probably more likely to survive than somebody who lacks the confidence and they second guns themselves. Yeah, if you can imagine like like a fight between two different uh, creatures. It doesn't even have to be humans. Imagine two dogs. Imagine the dog that's cowering or the dog that's standing up like tall. Which one's going to win that fight? And guarantee it's the one that's big and bold and it's going to take take over. Exactly. So, and, and studies we, show like when in a street fight, this doesn't really apply to professional fighters, but in a street fight, the person who's more determined to win, who's more confident they'll win, is usually the one 
who's gonna come out win at the end. And that doesn't happen professional. Not sometimes, but professional it's a little different. Because they're both super confident. Yeah, they're both super confident. They're playing at a level that's like very, very technical, and sure, you know, it's a little different. I mean, I think it it probably does. Oh yeah, come into play a little bit. Yeah, have you heard of that uh, thing called yips? Like when I, they no. like in golf or anything when they're at the last hole, and they, oh, there's all that pressure, and they don't their confidence kind of drains, and then they have. just totally slice it, or they totally like just fuck up. No, I, I haven't heard that. It's like where you all, like start to second guess yourself and all of that. It's like in everything, but in sports they call it the yips or something. Okay, uh, I've I've heard I've heard this. I haven't heard that name. Oh yeah. But yeah, if you start second guess yourself, you're probably not gonna do as well. When you know you're gonna make something, you're gonna make it, or you have a better chance. So let's let's talk about some maybe some overlaps between business and relationships and I, I think confidence is one we had i think another one would be uh, just showing higher value in different areas so that could be knowledge mm-hmm. like you're an expert an expert yeah um you have maybe a skill set i think both of those are, are good i think in the dating scene people want to see someone that someone is good at something do you think they all overlap I, I don't know. I feel I'm like not... they all overlap. Like, if you really want to, like, if you really find somebody that attractive, do you think you'll find an excuse to get into business with that person or you'll yeah. find an excuse why that person's awesome? To a certain degree, they, they all overlap and maybe in different areas. So yeah. maybe a, a physical appearance, right? You can say that doesn't really overlap in business because you're, you're going to want to work with someone that you don't care. They're, they're going to be able to provide the job. Mm-hmm. But the reality is... Is that it depends on on the industry? I think so, too. especially when you're going for a pitch and you're sure. dressed like crap, but with a very ill-fitting suit compared to somebody else who's wearing a Tom Ford suit, you're gonna make a huge difference between. Like you're gonna they're gonna judge you no matter what, right? There's always a first impression. Yeah, and you know I, I I don't I don't live by this, but I've heard that some people don't want to work with someone who appears to be lazy. Exactly. So someone who's physical fit, like like very fit and muscular and stuff has a better chance of getting a job um, over someone who's not. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that some, at the end of the day, they can both do the same job. But the person that takes care of their body, the kind of mindset is, okay, if they take care of themselves, they're going to take care of the business. It's also a relationship. When you're going into business with somebody else or when you're just hiring somebody or you're getting a job. Sure. It is a, it is a type of relationship. Oh, of course. Even pre-selection, I think pre-selection is also something that's in both areas. In in what way? So in dating, right? If pre-selection is when a girl sees you with another girl, or when you're having a good, good social circle with girls and things, attractive people, they find you more attractive because of that. Sure. And I think in business, it's the same thing. Because you associated yourself with American Express, Howie Mandel, and all those things, you are now associated with them. So you fi- they find you more attractive to work with. To oh, somebody. completely. Yeah, you're, that? You're so it's like a pre-select. It's like a different context, obviously, <clears throat> but that principle still applies. Okay, so when you're talking about pre-selection, you're talking about someone else has already approved you. Yeah. And someone else has already given you credibility. Now, all of a sudden... 
you're worth more. You're exactly a better chance. That's a, that's the same thing with dating. You're with some hot girl, and another girl sees you. You're all of a sudden a bit more attractive than let's say you were just at alone by yourself sure. at a club. Or you, people always heard that the guy who has a girlfriend, it's much easier to get attraction from other girls. Yeah, or just bring a friend. That's a girl. That's a really hot girl. That's like just oh yeah, arm. I know. They just like, immediately. It doesn't matter if you tell them that oh she's just my friend. They'll they're like primal their, instinct. <laughs> their thought is like okay if you're trusted, yeah. if you're trusted here, you're gonna be trusted with me as well. Exactly. I I have this friend in, in his fraternity days. He would he would go to a party, and he used to get a different girl every night. I mean, it's kind of a sleaze sleaze bag, but he'd go to a party, and a girl would come up and he'd be like, "Ew, are you that guy that sleeps with all these girls?" And he said that every time that happened, he was like, "I he knew a girl he was gonna bring home that night." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that every, and every time it worked, the, they would say they weren't into that, but mm-hmm. they they were always into it. It's very bizarre. Now. Uh, that taken aside, like to kind of restate myself a little bit, he's. I don't necessarily think that's the best case study because you're are going with girls that are at a like a fraternity party yeah. and. But well, the principle still applies. Oh, yeah, the principle definitely applies. There's definitely that more attraction there because these girls are thinking, "Oh wow, what, what are these other girls finding so attractive yeah. about this kid?" It's an evolution. I think it's evolutionarily hardwired into us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do the same thing. It's like the group thing as well. Right? Sure. Everyone's on board with this thing. Then it must, it must be good. Right? Have you ever like been... Have you ever just walked in a big crowd of people? And you, your first thing you wonder is, Oh, I wonder what's going on there. And you all kind of want to be part of it. And you see that's how more and more... Oh, sure. You know like, that's how, you know, like Connors... A, like a magician, magician yeah. is there. You know that's how cons work too. They actually know that, I, that principle. So they get so it's a group of like con artists, sure. Around this, you know, those three, uh, the three queen game, like uh-huh. find a queen. There's three cards, so a lot of group, a group of con artists would just be like, oh wow, that's awesome. So that will bring in more people because there's like five, six people that they're, they all know each other. So other people will come in, and you see that they see them like lose and things like that. So it's like, sure, oh okay, but this is an easy game. Have you seen um, Better Call Saul? No, I haven't. So, and it's all about how he's he's like a scam artist, and they go through different scams and stuff. And one one of the scams he he has this coin, and it's just a regular coin. It's a nickel, just regular nickel. And he shows it to someone. And he says, "See this nickel? It's facing the wrong way. Well, it's completely. It's not valuable at all. It's, it's worth a nickel." But he tells like, "Yeah, this this one right here, because it was made this certain way." It's worth, it's worth a thousand bucks. But I got, like, uh, if you want it for a hundred bucks, I'm happy to give it to you. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, no, I don't, I don't want it. And so what the guy does is he goes to the bathroom, and he has his friend call up someone. He calls his friend in the bathroom and says, "Hey, is this for real? Like this coin expert?" And he's calling it some random, and they get this pre-approval of, "Wow, they really want that." Now these two people are in it. And there's a third guy at the bar that is just the target. And he overhears that. And he says, oh, I don't have enough money. I need to run to the bank. So the guy that's the target comes over and says, hey, I'll give you 200 bucks right now. Because he realizes that yeah. it's worth 1000 bucks, <laughs> And he's going to try to cash in. 
And really, he just paid 200 bucks for a nickel. Oh, yeah. And he thinks he bought something really valuable. And now he goes to sell it, and obviously he's going to find out. But by then, it's the scam is yes. over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this could be used in literally... This is just social dynamic, right? Sure. Between just human beings and the way they react to certain characteristics. So what about um, first impressions? Yeah, first impressions is huge. Especially if you're coming in without let's say let's say it's a cold approach more like you know there's like a warm approach where somebody just um Im- introduces you through a friend sure a cold approach is a business pitch let's say and this is the first time you're going to meet them or a cold approach is there's a cute girl at the bar and you're going to approach her right so first approach right you, the first impression you get is going to be crucial so the first thing what they know they're gonna notice is your the way you look right mm-hmm. your body language, that's the first thing. So that's why it's so important to take care of yourself and take care actually be conscious about what you wear. I I think uh, what you're wearing is really important. Also, uh, whether you maybe you're clean shaven or uh, at least you look good, like you're you're clean. You, yeah, your hair well is groomed. Done. I think a, a big thing that a lot of people don't don't realize is is hands. I think hands are one of the first things people noticed. I mean, it's how people communicate. You shake hands, talk. Girls a lot of times have their fingernails painted, and they get compliments about this all the time. But guys very rarely focus on this. Now, I think uh, I've heard a lot of people in business, like salesmen, will go and uh, get manicures so their hands are perfect. And I, I'm not against that. I think that's. I think it's also great. I haven't. I haven't gone and done that, but I always make sure my hands are. Like my are perfect. Mm-hmm. Make the sure cuticles, are... moisturized. Sure, and I, I have a job where like my hands are going to stay soft, uh, other than going to the gym a lot. Um, but I always make sure that my fingernails are perfect, and when they get just a little bit long, it bothers me like crazy. I, I can't stand it, so I make sure to always keep them as perfect as possible. And I think there's um, many areas like this. I mean, yeah, hair. Make sure your your teeth are, are clean. Mm-hmm. Your face, everything. Uh, and then then there's the clothing aspect. Uh, and what, what do you think is important about dressing? I think dressing well, just dressing everything that fits you, is like the foundation. And after you get that right, you need to really think about what are you trying to project. If you're a, if you're like a salesman, or what, if you what do you mean by fitting you? Like fitting you as in in style. Fitting you as in just like it fits you. It's not too baggy. It's not too tight. Sure. You know, go to a tailor if you need to go to a tailor if you're short or if you're too big. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the foundation. Make sure you get that part right. Sure. Because that's the first. That's like the foundation. Without that, everything else is just kind of. Yeah, I, I think people look kind of uh, trashy if they're wearing really baggy clothing. Exactly. Or, you know, having the seams like on your shoulder, exactly. which has always been a problem for me. Yeah. Because like as I as I work out, I get bigger and bigger, and then, yeah, and then you need all to... of a sudden I outgrow all my clothing. It's super uh, inconvenient. I know, but it it is a major thing. I mean, when if you ever got fitted like from a tailor, yeah. they do all these measurements. And mm-hmm. you, you get a shirt that fits you perfectly, and doing that is is actually really cool because you get a shirt that fits you like perfectly on your arm length, uh, perfectly on your shoulders. And it also can fit maybe the curvature of your of your back. Yeah. These are really subtle changes, and they I think 
realistically, I don't think many people are going to notice it unless they really it's, know. They're to not going to notice it publicly consciously, but that's the first thing they're going to. That's going to kind of come to their eyes and enter their brain. It's it, like the silhouette. And for sure, they're not going to notice something wrong. And I think that's almost more important. Not finding that flaw. Not seeing, oh, wow, why, why is that shirt wrinkly? Just super distracting. Exactly. Because each one of those things, while it might not be a big deal, subconsciously you're going to think, okay, there's, there's something wrong here. Exactly. So making having that foundation is key. And then after that, you should focus on, like, this has to do with identity and things like that. It's like, who are you? like what are what do you do like you should sure. you, you should know that what they like have a good sense of what they do without if if they groom themselves properly and if they if they're writing wearing the right clothes mm-hmm. you should kind of get a sense of okay this is either a creative guy or he's very business oriented or he's you know what i mean you're fitting that expectation and kind of going above and beyond it so there's this guy who's a ceo or he's the owner of a business yeah, and so, how is he going to be dressing? Exactly. So if you picture, if I say, hey, he's a construction worker, you have a very specific mind, like image in your head, right, of how, or, what he will be dressed as. Or think about, have you ever met someone very rich and like, wow, I can't even imagine him being rich. Exactly. Because he, he didn't dress that way. And that could actually be a compliment because they're really down to earth. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they're going for. But then there's the other side around it where... They're dressed super successful, like wow, like a two thousand dollars suit, or mm-hmm. at least it looks two thousand dollars. And they're dressed really nicely, as best as they possibly could. It really makes a good impression. Yeah. And there's that term, dressing for the job that you want. Sure. And it kind of goes in line with that book, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Right. You should visualize. You should think about how you want to be, where you want to go, and you should do the and, same thing with your wardrobe. Apart. Exactly. Act apart. Dress apart. And you'll start becoming congruent with all those things. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So what's the next one? Uh, the next would be like maybe an elevator pitch. How do you make that, that first pitch when you're introducing yourself? This could be um, in a dating scene. It can also be in, in the business scene. The idea of an elevator pitch is that quick 30-second uh, pitch about yourself and who you are and what you're doing the idea behind it is that you want to be able to pitch someone the time where you're in an elevator with a busy person you have only 30 seconds from the moment those doors close until the moment the doors open that's all you have you need to be able to impress them right after that and i i constantly change mine for business like i say hi i'm brandon i'm a cto and founder of brodsky llc and I think that describes me as well. But in the past, I've had elevator pitches where like, hi, I'm Brandon, I make websites. Hi, I'm Brandon, I do marketing, uh, and so on. And it could depend on who, what and who I'm uh, trying to impress. Exactly. And it's also important when you go more in depth about it, you're trying to brag without bragging, right? Sure. So the key to that is to make them kind of either divulge Ask them the question first, or if they ask you the question, you're not bragging anymore. So that's kind of where you want to get to when you're doing the 30 second elevator push. Don't just automatically go, hey, I, this is what I do, and this is what I've done, and here it is. It's like a whole list of shit. Don't give them your resume. Kind of make them 
Be curious about it. The idea is less is more in that in that circumstance. Exactly. So you want to get to the point where he's like, so what do you do? Or we're, they get, we're there at that curious point. Because that way they'll really listen. Sure. And they'll really respect what you do because it's, oh, okay. That makes, now it matches their curiosity. So what would be, what would be a good way of doing this? So let's say you meet somebody. First thing is like to introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Bra- I'm Brandon. I'm Johnny. I'm a and pick a title that's very specific. Mm-hmm. So if you said, "Hey, I just program," it's not really specific. That's not really a good way to communicate what you exactly do, right? Because you do a lot more than just programming. Sure. So that's why CTO and the founder of Broadscale LLC is a lot better because that kind of is like an umbrella term saying, hey, I do a lot of things and I run the whole company. But at the same time, it's like an attractive... And, you know, a lot of people ask me about the CTO and why why would I pick the CTO? And, and really, I, I mean, I founded the company. I could have done whatever I want. And I, I could also be CEO. And we actually don't have a, a CEO because we're relatively small. There's really only about 20 of us. We have a COO for operations and we have a CTO for me. The reason why I did a CTO is uh, CTO's chief technology officer, and because I'm into technology, and I'm not just overseeing everything, and I'm, I'm really really focused on that. My degrees in computer science, etc. I wanted to show people, look, I'm I'm more than just running a company. I'm I'm actually active and hands on. Yeah, I'm hands on into what I'm doing. I actually have a lot of background in technology whereas CTOs of a lot of companies or CEOs don't necessarily have that background if you look at maybe um, the CEO of like a company like Disney or Sony they have executive experience they have experience managing other people managing people like the CTO and managing the operations officer etc the CFO but not so much the technology portion of it so without saying it, it says, hey, I actually know how to be a developer as well. Wow, I know how to run a business. And then there's more to it. I, I have Brodsky LLC. And the reason why uh, I, I like to say that is LLC shows that, okay, it's actually a legal company. It's not just something you me. Made it's not garage. just a sole proprietorship. <laughs> it's like I put in time. I put in money. I've in, I've invested into this, and we grew to the point where we needed an LLC to protect ourselves. Technically, anyone can get an LLC. It's not like rocket science. Like for maybe a thousand bucks in taxes, you can have an LLC, and and you're good to go. So it's not a huge wow factor, but it does show a step above like a DBA. Yeah, and it's important after you say that your specific title that you kind of form. To kind of break up the pattern and ask them a question about what they do, because a lot of the time they go, "I'm Brandon. I'm the. I, this is my title, and this is what I do." Kind of break it up. So Brandon, title, question. Mm-hmm. So they could introduce themselves, and if they go into what they do, that's fine. You don't need to like, you don't need to like wait for them or, or sure. interrupt them. Yeah, talk to them about what they do. Yeah, talk to them about what they do, and it's natural that they will probably ask. So what is it exactly that you do? Or 
what do you and, do in your company? And that's where you can really like wow them and different factors. And you can almost sometimes exaggerate about maybe what you've done with certain things. So that that's the moment where I would say, yeah, we do uh, uh, we do stuff for like American Express, AT&T, Symantec, VeriSign, etc. And then I can show them, oh, hey, we actually work for like big companies. Mm-hmm. We're actually doing a lot with it. And this is a, something that we're very serious exactly. about. And by, by breaking it up, by asking that question, now you could tailor what you do to exactly what they need. Sure. You see what I'm saying? If you just went down the list, it's probably a generic list that, you know, it's like a basic list of what you do exactly, right? Mm-hmm. But after you, you ask them all these questions about what they do, and you know, kind of probe information about the problems they have. Oh yeah, have. definitely. You can... And then you could be like, "Oh, I, that's funny because I I do web development and I help I do specific things to get to this this." So it's like, here's a solution to your problem. Hey. At the same time, talking about this is what I do. And there are certain people that it wouldn't impress at all. Like let's say they're you're talking to a celebrity, or you're talking to someone that manages a celebrity. Someone that can, uh, in my field, I, I would want to do that celebrity website. I can talk about the celebrities that we have worked with in the past as kind of that, um, what's the word, uh, pre, pre-qualification. Yeah. So you could, you can really make them feel comfortable about going with you, that you've, you've had experience in yeah. that before. Yeah, pre-selection is huge, mm-hmm. especially in business. If, if, if well, entrepreneurs... I, I think it's big in dating. I think it's just, just as important as in dating. As, I think so too. As, it's it's so powerful in dating. Mm-hmm. And if if entrepreneurs or anything like that are listening and they want to grow their their business or grow their market, or if you let's say have a blog and you want to grow that, get the little guys first, get pre selection, and use the little guy's name to go to the next step. Use them to get you know guest speakers or collaborate with them, and then start going up that ladder. Sure. So you're building that pre-selection qualifying value of yourself. If you let's say you, let's say you have nothing, right? You have no connections whatsoever. You could reach out to very like low, uh, not as high-profile people within your industry, collaborate with them, and start networking that way. And talk to another so another person who's in that same industry in that same level, and use the pre-selection method of oh, I worked with this person as well, and they. Uh, oh, and told me. And every person helps. Exactly. I mean, that goes into into sales and everything. I mean, every person you you do so work with, theoretically, will refer you to three others, and those three other people are going to refer you to three mm-hmm. others. And those referrals work because of pre-selection principles. Sure. You know, another another good way to have people are, to form attraction in business would be having someone else talk about you. you know, see, I, I, have a, I have a friend who's also a developer and he would go to uh, meetups. And what he would do is someone, his friend would go and talk about him and say, yeah, you know that guy is, he's like top 10 developers in Los Angeles. Now there's no real list of top 10 developers in Los Angeles. But the fact that this guy is theoretically on it makes him, wow, that's amazing. He's not really on it it's complete BS, but he's telling this kind of fabrication. Now this gets around, gets around to a few other people, and on the next meetup this guy went to, the guy introduced himself and he said, "Oh, I've heard of you. 
aren't you one of the top t- developers in the United States or something? It kind of got uh, skewed a little bit uh-huh. from best in the uh, city to best in the United States. And it's kind of funny how that works. So if you maybe get someone um, to talk about you in, in another way, I mean, it makes everything you say just more credible. Yeah. And that's called accomplishment intro. Sure. Right? Well, it's important to kind of have your social circle get together and kind of create an accomplishment intro for each other. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're talking, to, you're networking and you're talking to somebody who needs a lifestyle business consultant. You could do the accomplishment intro for me. If I talk to somebody and they need a specific website built, then I could go, oh, accomplishment intro you and then introduce you to them to you. And it's way, way easier when someone's coming up to you saying, hey, I heard you do this. Can you help me? Yeah. So the attraction is already there before you even had... You didn't you do any pitch. effort. Exactly. It's amazing. So you can figure out a way to get other people to talk about you in some way. In any way that could be. It could even be on social media. It could be in an event. It could be like one-on-one. Yeah. There's... And I tell, I tell people to do it like together, like create sure. that accomplishment together. That way, they don't like screw it up or they don't because the the titles, the the things we do matter. I remember in this there was a scenario for in the game when we were when we were really involved. It, um, you're with your buddy. You have a wing wingman. Now there's two targets. You're each gonna choose a different one. Now one of you is gonna talk to target A and the other is gonna target talk to target B. But you're really doing a switch. The entire time when you're talking to like your uh, buddy's target, you're saying great things about this guy. You're saying, wow, I mean, you know, that guy is like amazing. And this is called like a, in the game it was a DHV, a display of higher value. Cause you're saying, wow, you really enjoy your friend. This is a, like you're hanging out with someone that you really want to hang out with, which is, that's a great thing. And then it makes your friend look just amazing that someone is taking out of their time. Instead of talking about how great they are, talking about how great their friend is like wow how great can their friend be so it really makes everything look good and then your friend comes in and talks to the actual tar- his actual target and he doesn't have to do much work at all it's, it's already there exactly so you're already hot and you're ready to go <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely all right all let's right. wrap this up <laughs> yeah i think i think we've um i don't know we're at the almost 30 minute mark so i think we're ready to go all right so we have a new email uh it's called hello at johnnyandbrotsky.com if you guys have any questions or if you guys have any requests about specific topics you guys want to talk about or have any questions that you would want us to um kind of tackle on the podcast yeah. feel and free to email us if you forget the uh the email for some reason we'll have it posted on johnnyandbrotsky.com so check it out. Hope to hope you guys enjoyed the episode. All right. See you guys next time.